This episode is kindly sponsored by Kayla and Brian. Donkey Shoon is 55 seconds into the show, and we already have a bathroom break. <laughs> Lumos. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Shell Cottage Radio. I'm your host, Ezra, a.k.a. Bill, also known as your friendly tech wizard, the former captain of the Hufflepuff Quidditch team, the flannel wizard, yours truly, me. Please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, my wonderful co-host and yours, Lottie, a.k.a. Fleur. Hiya. Schön, dass ihr da seid. Willkommen zurück. Welcome back to our little cottage on the outskirts of Tenworth. Come on in. This is the 10th episode of Shell Cottage Radio in which we will talk about Harry Potter in the Philosopher's Stone, Chapter 2, The Vanishing Glass. Before we start our chapter discussion, we're going to chat a bit about life at Shell Cottage and quiz Bill with a Potter quote. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. William Arthur Percival Brian Wolfric Weasley. How have you been doing this past week? <laughs> is that is that all of his name? Is that is that? <laughs> did you just make that up, or is that? Uh, no, actually, Bill's name is William Arthur. William William Arthur, Arthur? Weasley. Okay, and I just went on. Yeah, you got to throw on the extra names <laughs> just to really really drive it home. Hey, I'm doing I'm doing great. I'm doing wonderful. I hope you guys are out there having a wonderful uh, day, week, time, what have you. It's just um, feeling good. I'm feeling really good. We're recording this. We're on kind of the eve of a little trip that we're going to be taking. Mm -hmm. So we actually have kind of the first couple episodes will be dropping on like our, our Friday. And then when we get back from our, our little vacation, we're going to be dropping episodes, I think, every Wednesday. Right, sweetie? Right. Talk about that. That's the plan. Mm -hmm. So let's just, you know, uh, give us a couple weeks on that. And then, but we're still going to be getting you guys that weekly, uh, you know, kind of just drop on, on in terms of the, the, the reread. But I am, I am pumped because I'm going to go see my good friend, Matt, uh, and it is his birthday coming up. So. Yay. Birthdays are fun, you know? It's just going to be... Check the social media. We'll probably be doing... We'll have a little <laughs> drink counter going or something. Who knows? Uh, we'll be having a great time out there in Portland. I, you've never been to Portland, Oregon? No. Right? Yeah. And it's cool. I've never met your friends like in, you know, in right, person. Right, in person. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Which it's is, true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You should think we were experienced in that kind of stuff, but... <laughs> yeah, that's interesting, <laughs> no, right? It'll be cool. I, I can't wait to really meet them and, you yeah. know... Yeah. Them. Yeah, I'm excited because I, I think uh, it's like I always forget that aspect of it, that <laughs> meeting more of my family, meeting more of my friends and then like just meeting some of our listeners, too. So when I've been at, at conventions, it's always been so cool to see people. And by the way, always like I, I love when people come up and they're like, hey, you know, blah, blah. I know mm -hmm. you from this or that or like I follow you or, we, we, you know, on social media or whatever. It's just great because it's so cool to, to be able to put like a face to a name mm -hmm. and then really kind of have that that interaction. Which is something we've talked about on the show, and I think mm -hmm. uh, Angelina has reached out to us. Uh, yeah. You know, but by the way, thanks to Kayla and Brian and other folks who have oh, yeah. you know signed up on Patreon and joined over there. It's like Thank blown you so much. us away, <laughs> literally un unreal. And I, I wanted to reach out to both of them, and I think Lottie reached out to Brian. I reached out to Kayla. Like I'm just blown away. It's mm -hmm. it's uh, it's cool. It, it's fun because we were kind of talking in those episodes. We get a chance to just like cover Dumbledore's watch and crazy right. like you know. <laughs> theory stuff over there and then we had a, a good discussion about Aunt Petunia which kind of like oh yeah hit the heartstrings a little bit you know and, and caused me to want to go uh read Cursed Child and all that stuff so. me too actually I want to do a reread because I have a lot of stuff I've forgotten actually yeah 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 
I think I've only started. I like. I think at one point I did start it. I was like, oh, I don't know. I just I had some, you know, other other content came up at the time, and I just didn't get into it. Uh, but yeah, well, I definitely want to do that. So yeah. Anyway, we're feeling good. Uh, it's always kind of um, it's a little bit it's a little bit hectic right now because we got a couple of days before we board the airplane. We gotta get up at like three o'clock in the morning. Has anybody ever had to get up at just like the butt crack of dawn and get a pl- like like get on a plane? Lottie's very much insistent that like. We have to be there three hours prior. And you know what? During We learned during like the pandemic and all of our travel stuff, that was ne- that was so true during yeah. that time. Oh, yeah. And it probably still is just in terms of like catching flights and stuff. I don't know. You yeah. Know? And the way I think about it is you have to get up early anyway. So what's an hour or half an hour even earlier compared to, okay, we're not going to be, a, you know, full of, or like stressed out by, yeah. oh, no, we have to make it and remember when we were coming back from orlando yeah and we saw that oh my never ending line wizard for God. security that was that i've never seen that anything was like amazing that. i thought we were gonna be in line for three hours and three we're days, like um like, actually yeah. <laughs> actually we did we even if we would have been in line for two hours i think we still would have made it because we were really oh yeah early. we were so early yeah, and yeah. other people Panic. Panic. They were because they had no out. idea how long it will take. It actually took only like forty-five minutes or so. Also, only <laughs> interesting to note if you're ever down in Orlando and you're at that airport and you come in and you're going flying back home somewhere, it's when you first walk in the second line. There's a, there are two yeah security lines, uh-huh. and if you go to the one, if you walk through the first line that's like in your face, there's a whole another group of people on the other side that might side, actually yeah. be shorter. We don't know. I mean, I never got to go over there and really look at it, but yeah, uh, check around. You know, so. Yeah, I, I love traveling. Mm-hmm. I, I love, I love it. Uh, you know, there's a little scariness on the on the plane and stuff. I wish we just had more control over like getting on our our uh, Thestral or our broom or whatever. <laughs> I, I feel like that would be cooler. But would but, you fly on a Thestral if you couldn't? You know, I would rather fly on a broom that I had control over and that yeah. I knew and that it was my device. Again, it's just like you know, kind of. I don't know. This, you've got, you have an element of of control. You feel like to to some yeah, degree. You know, true. Yeah, me know. too. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Yeah, kind of. Even though it feels like, wow, you cl- I, I mean, if you've never been on a broom before, you're clinging on to this small little handle and it's really, really, yeah. you know. Yeah. I don't know. You really have to balance yourself. I would put a buckle on there. <laughs> I would buckle myself on. I actually like the development of the broom in the movies where, um, you know, it used to be in this, the first couple of movies, it was just the broom. Yeah. And then they upgraded kind of with a with like oh, the for, for the feet yeah, to yeah, rest yeah, yeah. On. that was kind of cool what about mad eye moody's broom where he's laid back like he's sitting backwards oh yeah you know what I mean? yeah 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 i thought that was that, that, that was, was cool. awesome yeah yeah really cool uh would it be crazy if instead of a broom i had a sweeper like an actual like full-on sweeper <laughs> yeah. that i just stood on and i oh. had like you know uh, <laughs> reverse road the sweeper i don't know that's funny it'd be kind of it'd be kind of cool wait is a sweeper like a vacuum cleaner? vacuum cleaner oh, yeah, okay. yeah 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 like an actual <laughs> vacuum cleaner you know, it's got a Hoover. cord. Yeah, it's a Hoover. Yeah, <laughs> that would be, be funny. Actually, and there's a little witch in 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 Germany. Her name is Bibi Blocksberg. Okay. And she's like a you know like a, it's a children's story, and um, she's awesome by the way. And her family, so her mom is a witch, but her dad is what we would call in the Harry Potter world a muggle. He's okay, just, he doesn't yes. have any magical powers. Yeah. And she, I think at some point she meets a friend. So she rides on a broomstick to fly, right? But one of, there is an episode, some, there's an, another witch girl who flies on a vacuum cleaner. Really? Yeah. See? Okay. So I'm not like completely crazy. No, yeah. 
Wow. That's interesting. Sweetie, how are you? I've, I've rambled on. You doing okay? Oh, yeah. I just want to keep it short. We had a great day yesterday at Half Price Bookstore because um, oh, yeah. we were dropping up uh, off some old books, you know? Right, right. At some point, you just... I know like books are awesome. I, we love them and we still have so many books Tons. sitting here. But Tons. sometimes you just got to let go. If you you know you're never going to look at them again, um, they've done, you know, their job. You, you learned a yeah. lot of things or yeah. you read the story already. Nowadays, it's possible to keep, you know, to read a lot of stories, um, but keep it light you know, mm-hmm. through the digital age. So we dropped up some books and it was actually, we felt bad because oh. they were swamped yesterday. So many people came in with their books. We had four totes oh, of books, yeah. so two sorry. totes of DVDs. So and I probably could have given them more, but yeah. I just sort of, and you don't get much at all, but it's really just the, the idea that you're, um, you're going to make, I mean, pennies on the stuff that yeah. you're really turning yeah. in, which which is fine. And then it goes to somebody else who gets it for half price. or they Right. Get, the, I think that they're really getting cool. reused. That's, yep. that's awesome. Yep. They're getting kind of recycled and, and stuff. So And it was so... As a, actually, it was so much fun. We spent probably like three hours at the bookstore. Yeah. But because we weren't allowed to leave while they're counting or going through all our books, but that was so much fun because we mm-hmm. found some gems in there. Uh, yeah, we did actually. I have one sitting right here. So Jedi versus Sith, the essential guide to the force. But I, I never have I seen this. Yeah. I have all the other essential guide stuff. I never had the Jedi versus Sith. Like I'm a huge, you know, again, I'm into magic yeah. and, and force wielding stuff. So you know how, you know how sweetie, you know how like on, on, uh, up talking Tolkien, Lord of the Rings podcast. You just make all those Harry Potter references. I know. I feel like that's going to be me here <laughs> with Star Wars. And I feel I, I'm sorry, guys. Sometimes I will make a Star Wars reference from Tolkien, but it's a book I found, right? And I love it. Yeah. We also found a, a couple other um, cool things, yeah. gifts and presents and stuff. So yeah. It was yeah, good. it was a lot of fun yesterday, and it feels like you know this is summer vacation. Is what it's all about. When you we left early in the morning, and it felt like a road trip. It felt like an adventure. So. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Before we dive into our quote quiz, I just want to mention real quick, just thank you so much for everyone who wrote in. I was actually amazed by all your messages. Um trying to reply to all of them. So there's two that are a little bit longer and we definitely I, I read all of them or we read all of them. And I will don't worry, I'll reply um to like Christine, awesome story. I can't wait to get in touch. That's so cool. And also, it would be helpful if you would let us know if you wanted to be read or not. Because sometimes I'm not sure if you would like to share us to share the story on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you could just put like, you, know, you could just, just say, a little hint. Feel, yeah. feel free to read on the podcast or whatever. And yeah. don't, don't feel weird about putting that in because, yeah. Because right. we actually... don't want to share anything that you, you know, think it's personal. It was yeah, just for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to let you know. True. And, yes. And also, Angelina, thanks for reaching out. We'll definitely get back to you. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Just hang in there. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm pumped. Yeah, again, guys, it's, it's awesome. It's so cool to kind of see people who uh, write in and then have followed and stuff. It's just like, we're so excited. This is a fun, just, we're only in chapter two and mm-hmm. we're just really excited to kind of, you know, take I know. off. We're not even at Hogwarts yet or no, anything, but it's actually, already so much fun. Yeah, it's already, I, I, there, there's some stuff that came up today in my notes that I was just mm-hmm. sort of like, wait a second, what? Got to go look this person up now. And it was just, I know. It's cool. I, I Yesterday, I spent all night like on re- d- researching different stuff and it's just cool that... You know, this is our hobby. This is what we love to do. Um, and we love to have you along mm-hmm. the, the ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's dive into something now. What, what, what's, uh, what do we get next here, sweetie? Okay. Going to give you uh, a weekly quote. And, oh, um, boy. And you trying to tell me 
who said it. Imperfect understanding is often more dangerous than ignorance. Imperfect understanding is often more dangerous than ignorance. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounds like a smart thing to say. That sounds like someone who we might respect and really, you know, yeah, yeah. like. I'm thinking it's a professor, you know. I'm thinking no, mm. no, 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 I'm no. No, I don't it's not think that professor. person ever taught. Uh, <laughs> you see how <laughs> I'm trying to. Like, but he, well, he teaches indirectly. He's not oh. a professor at a school, oh. but yeah. Interesting. Sirius so. Black. No, no. It. Okay. Um, I'm no gonna idea. give you a hint. It's not in the main books. It's uh, not in the, main the books. expanded Wizarding World. Oh. Well, it is in the main. He's mentioned in the main books, but his adventures are. Does it? I mean, all I can think of is is like Newt. Exactly. Commander. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Um. Yeah. That was Newt's commander. And I read this quote and cool. I, you know, I always try to have a little connection to our chapter or topic. And Newt is our guy when it comes to magical creatures, you know, and, and, and creatures that are, and I think like imperfect understanding probably refers to like misinformation, misconception Okay, um, could be more dangerous than, than ignorance. Yeah. Like that's how I understand it. When you, instead of, oh, I don't even want to know about it, it couldn't be more dangerous to have, you know, rumors that are, that they do things they don't really do. And that's, that's his belief is most creatures are misunderstood. Yeah. I think that's what he wants to say. Yeah. 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 What is interesting. So sometimes, you know, we get like an idea in our mind and we think we do know something, right? And we probably know more than maybe most people, but if it's skewed in some way, it's always good to, I think, go back and reevaluate where we're at, you know, self-assess and sort of think about our own thinking and, and what our beliefs are and, and why they are that way. Yeah. I mean, it's just sort of, I don't know, things can get kind of uh, jaded or we can misremember some stuff or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, so just good to analyze that, I guess. Right. So. Yeah. And yeah. it leads us right into our next section, which is our weekly Maggie's Wallet lesson. And, um, yeah, like Bill and Fleur, we have decided we just want to learn more about magical creatures and Fantastic Beasts and share that knowledge with you guys. So, you know, we can all appreciate them more. And Nude would be proud of us. Yes, he would. And this week, I was going to have you guess, you know, which creature we're going to talk about uh, in regard to this chapter. Yeah. And I think you would have figured it out pretty quickly. I already saw it too. Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> We're going to talk about the basilisk. Why? Mm-hmm. Why are we talking about the basilisk? Because the basilisk is the king of the serpents. I really don't like snakes. <laughs> I know you don't. They scare me. I know. I have dreams about them. And like, it's just, I don't know. I'll tell you a story after you're done. Go ahead. I'll, I'll have a story about snakes. Okay. Okay. Okay, we're going to look at um, the entry in the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them about basilisks. And, I mean, you could figure that out. Their classification is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5X. So XXX, XX, which is known wizard killer, impossible to train or domesticate. Impossible? Well, yeah, impossible for most uh-huh. Which is in wizards because okay. some um, they can control them. Yeah. 
So yeah. here's the thing. The first recorded basilisk was bred by Herpo the Fowl, a Greek dark wizard and parcel mouth, who discovered after much experimentation that a chicken egg hatched beneath a toad would produce a gigantic serpent possessed of extraordinarily dangerous powers. What the heck? Can so it's imagine? a chicken? It's It's parents are literally like a chicken and a toad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's it. That That's is some crazy. dark magic right there. And it's, can you imagine what he ex- like experimented with until he figured that out? How many other things did he put? <laughs> like he took a chicken egg and he said, all right, I'm going to, you know, let's try this. Let's try this. And I he just, know. He set these things on top of it. It's crazy. An interesting connection. I know that's uh, a little bit later in here. Um, interesting connection that um, the cry of a rooster yeah. is detrimental to basilisks and i'm like hmm really how does that fit in with the chicken connection you know the cry of a rooster almost like almost like he's not you know i don't know like it's a falls chicken Mm -hmm. and the rooster is like it's enemy or something i don't know it was interesting well yeah or it's sort of uh it's a cra- it's a crying foul to this idea and there's in this guy's name yep. what was his name foul yeah <laughs> or whatever it's like yeah, interesting yeah. i don't know uh, <laughs> but yeah it's just weird that is that's mm-hmm. not, in- so you might yeah and here's a description so the basilisk is a brilliant green serpent that may reach up to 50 feet in length and i was gonna sh- you know Look that up in, in meters um, gotcha. for all our European listeners. Gotcha. And, you know, all over the world because... But and it's in that book that way? This this book is in a American... True. Oh, good question. Because normally stuff is done and not not done in... Well, don't they use it in, in Britain? Don't they Do use they? feet? Oh, my goodness. I don't know. <laughs> what? Yeah. How I, don't, I have no idea. So 50 foot would be 15 meters. Wow. Okay, that's huge, yeah. 15 meters. I mean, we get an idea how it's depicted in the movies, but still, like, 15 meters long. That's crazy. Here's an interesting question. Mm -hmm. Do the British use feet, is what I typed in. Mm -hmm. And, like, just to laugh about that for a second, yes, obviously they use their feet. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Dad joke. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Um... Yeah, some British people still use one or more imperial units in everyday life for distance, miles, yards, feet, inches. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they they use the metric system. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, the male has a scarlet plum upon its head. And that made me think, huh, the one in the movie doesn't have that. So the basilisk in the chamber of secrets must be a, a female. And... In the article, I found another um, Wikipedia article about the basilisk. Okay. It says she. Okay. They refer yes. to it as a female. Okay. Okay. So that makes sense. Then mm-hmm. why? So what was it on top of its head? A plume? Yeah. Oh, did I say plum? No, no. I don't know. What plume? is it? Plume? P-L-U-M-E. Plume? A okay. A scarlet plume yeah. upon its head. So that would be kind of like a rooster. Yeah. Like a rooster has yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, okay. Then we know it has exceptionally venomous fangs, but its most dangerous means of attack is the gaze of its large yellow eyes. Anyone looking directly into these will suffer instant death. And here's something. Unless. Here, yeah. <laughs> what Newt didn't know when he wrote this book, because this happened after he wrote a book, oh. that no one, remember, no one knew that 
a basilisk, like if you have like that indirect look mm-hmm. through a reflection be, or something, yeah, yeah, that you would be instead um, pet be fet- petrified, yeah, because they had to figure that out on their own. That's what Harry actually was yeah. the one who made the connection. I mean, Hermione's research, like she figured it out first, couldn't tell anyone because she was petrified, and then right. Harry and Ron right. made the connection, and yeah. Newt didn't even know. So. Yeah, that is kind of wild. I mean, to, to it's an indirect look, and so therefore you're just petrified. What a mm-hmm. weird thing. Mm-hmm. And also, thankfully, a good thing that they all just kind of I saw know. it through a reflection. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd have yeah. like a bunch of moaning myrtles running yeah. around. I know. Or floating around. Whatever. Wow. Um, if the food source is sufficient enough, the basilisk uh, will eat all mammals and birds and most reptiles. And they say the one in the chamber um, survived on rats mostly. The serpent may attain a very great age. Herpo the fowl's basilisk is believed to have lived for close on 900 years. Holy smokes. It's like as old as Yoda. Yeah. And I mean, the basilisk, when was, you know, when when did they um, found the school? Because it that was Salazar's basilisk. Okay. So yeah. it must have survived for whatever. whatever however long. Yeah, yeah. However old the school is. Things ancient. Mm-hmm. It Jeez. is. Jeez. So the creation of basilisks has been illegal since medieval times, although the practice is easily concealed by simply removing the chicken egg from beneath the toad when the Department of the Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures comes to call. <laughs> oh. Wait, so you're, you are or you're not allowed? You, you are allowed to or you're no, not No, you're allowed not to? allowed. Definitely not. Oh, but okay. if you, you know, they say, well, what are they going to do? Why would anyone want a basilisk? Why would you want to make That's one? That's the thing. They, they say that um, since the basilisks are uncontrollable except by parcel mouths yeah. who are really rare, um, they're as dangerous to most dark wizards as to anybody else. So no one really wants to breed them unless you are a parcel mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, huh. There have been no recorded sightings of basilisks in Britain for at least 400 years. And that's, again, Newt wrote this before the events of um, Chamber of Secrets. Gotcha. Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. So, parcel tongue, is that something you could you could learn or is it really just a gift that is given that, that you're born with or whatever like you know interesting that you ask because Dumbledore <laughs> could speak to like mer people and stuff right mm-hmm. um I almost wonder if you could learn it or if there's I was going to talk about that in the chapter actually I I wrote um oh. I, I'm sorry I read a little bit about parcel tongue and to answer your question Dumbledore for example he's not considered a parcel mouth but he understands a little bit of it and even you know like um people like ron or Ginny. well Ginny didn't really do it consciously she was kind right, of right. forced by tom but um ron he remembers what he harry said it, yeah. so he learn even if it's a small thing i guess you never you would never be able to learn the full language i think you can repeat things without really understanding it i would say yeah that's can, what it sounds like can you go ahead and just give us your best impersonation of parcel mouth parcel tongue what do you got ah she's okay that <laughs> actually was pretty good <laughs> that was like you know, uh, she did not rehearse that now we did not edit that that, no, is, that actually, was good no, that was my first the doors were opening <laughs> What if, yeah, what if I am a parcel mouth? Literally snakes know. coming out of the out of the creek behind me. Oh I my mean, gosh. Who knows? Maybe you know. I didn't know. I thought you were Ravenclaw. I didn't know a little 
Slytherin over here. Jeez, um, cow. Yeah. Uh, well, in the, actually in the movies, um, they say it's different described in the book um where it's more like in the movies you can clearly hear like the sounds right and um in the books it's more described as a very very distinct you can almost miss it like something like the very very uh soft um yeah so because remember when volume yeah like like they kind of like i love i love uh when ron at least in the film when he's talking about uh, when when Harry is, is is calling off the snake, right? He's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, so that's what you would say into it, right?" Like like no yeah. one knew what he was saying. He's he's like, "Oh, of I course, know. of course, right?" Oh, I love uh, wow. how they interpret that part in in puffs in the play. Oh. It's so genius. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. By the way, we will be we will be referencing puffs. Uh, the 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 play, the Broadway play, right? So if you haven't had a chance to to watch it, I think it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. In, in the States, please go is. watch it and please talk about it with us because it is so fabulous. It is like just, it's just hilarious. It's and hilarious. They did such a good job. I'm I'm so like that. Really makes me so grateful for everyone who, and that's what what we talked about yesterday. Actually, what we do is. We expand on the universe. We put something out there. We talk about, you know, like different characters and different connections in the world. And what we do is we expand the world. And even every little piece of artwork, music that you compose about it, it uh, the the play, it's all expanding on the world that we Cosplays, people out there doing cosplays and stuff and like blends of characters and going to... Uh, the theme park and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, that's the, it, yeah, it's all part of the wizarding world and, mm-hmm. and it growing and stuff. So, like, we people listening are a part of that. We're a part of it. It's cool. I love being in yeah. that community and that fandom. Yeah, so. me too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, the most. Oh yeah. Before. Um, yeah. Do I want to mention it? Yeah, real quick. because uh, it was cool. Um, that the basilisk actually refers something to something in the Muggle mythology did you know that that there was something called a basilisk oh i yeah i think um because remember we were looking up like the the chillin mm-hmm. and we were looking up things mm-hmm. that had that were rooted um that jk rowling had kind of like pulled from mythology or whatever i think that's yeah. cool when, when, when you do that or when you reference sort of um it feels more witchy it feels more wizardry it feels yeah. more like a part of ancient you know yeah and this and entire like okay here's the muggle world and here's the wizarding world and they try to conceal it it's almost like as when i was 11 and i read it i was almost like convinced okay this could be true because we're yeah, just muggles and and, and yeah. we don't know you know and this makes it even more like okay there is um you know uh myths and legends about those creatures but what i think was funny was um in the article about basilisks as um you know in european legends it says the basilisk's weakness is the odor of the weasel. Yeah, I, I just saw the, <laughs> I just saw it fighting, a, you know, going <laughs> a, going up against a weasel. That is r- like ridiculous. I know. Well, and then you think about weasels and chickens and stealing eggs and stuff like that. And just yeah, I just thought about common. Ron Weasley. <laughs> oh my god! And Ginny Weasley, actually. Oh my gosh! It's ridiculous. Their their odor is what you're saying. You know. Yeah. Saves a day. Yeah. Like uh, oh, oh, and an interesting fact. Oh, sorry, we're almost done on the basilisk, but it's just uh, cool because Ginny Weasley, uh, she 
suffocated, killed all the roosters at Hogwarts. What? Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. That was one of the things she did and, you know, it was sm- something small that's mentioned on the side. Holy smokes, it's though. Just, yeah, if you put it all together, it makes sense. I love doing this. <laughs> I, I do because like that's not, I don't remember that. I'm just sort of like, wait, what? Okay. And like poor Jenny. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I love Jenny. Yeah. I love yeah. Jenny. She's so cool. Yeah. But. All right, cool. That was e- that was interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Basilisk. Last question, yeah. sweetie. Would you want to have a basilisk? Now. Nine. <laughs> okay. Let's say you were capable of speaking parcel tongue. Would you want to have one? I would tell it to be good and to stay in this certain area where it will have plenty of rats and different things or whatever. Yeah. And to not ever touch humans yeah. and to not, you know, whatever, just natural. I don't know. I mean, again, it's, I guess it's part of their natural whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, pray. I, 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 no, I'm just out. Let me tell you guys a story. I said I was going to tell a story. But yeah. I used to go. My, my father is, is a pastor, by the way. I'll go ahead and mention that. And we had a little church. This little mm-hmm. church with some outhouses. So, like, no bathrooms. No bathrooms inside oh, the no. church. I know where Nothing <laughs> whatsoever. Okay? Have you ever had to go to the bathroom so bad that you would risk walking into this ancient, spider-filled, mm. old, like, floorboards are cracking outhouse <laughs> that could have snakes inside of it, Right? Snakes mm-hmm. live underneath it. And I'm not talking like, oh, it's an outhouse where like they come and change. <clears throat> no, guys. You know the outhouse I'm talking about, which is just like it's an old wooden outhouse. And literally you're just going in there to use the bathroom and it's all going into the ground and it's whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. there were, I'll never forget when we just saw a snake, a couple snakes back there. And I was like, what are we supposed to do when we, when, when we go to the bathroom? It, it got to be ridiculous. Like the, the woman's bathroom was actually, there was two of them, two, two of these things, right? And the one is in front of the other. And again, yeah. this is just how I grew up, guys. I mean, I, I don't go there anymore, et cetera. But it's, it's like, it was a funny, interesting moment in my, in my life where those are the outhouses we have to go to. I flat out was like crying one day. As I asked my mom, like, can I just go to the woman's? I, don't, the, I saw a snake. Like I saw snakes back there. You didn't see a snake. Yes, I did. Yes, I did see a snake back there. And then you know what I had dreams of? I had dreams of myself. Yeah, you can hear him. A, a whole, almost like Indiana Jones. Have you ever seen that movie? He falls into a pit of snakes. Oh, I felt like there were just there was just a pit of snakes hanging out down there, and I had to go to the bathroom in there. That oh. is crazy. You talk about a terrible nightmare. And then it was just sort of like. I don't know. It just, then it just evolved into all these crazy snake dreams where, like, I was afraid of them. And Aww. you know what I mean? I mean, I'm sure some snakes are good and I'm sure they're whatever. They're just, you know, I know people love them, but I, I used to want to have one when I was young with my one of my best friends from elementary school. We were planning on convincing our parents that we want to have pet snakes. So, and when I was in, bi- so my biology class, they had a python. They had what? a python. Yeah. Really? The school was allowed to have a snake? Absolutely. Like, oh. They had they had in biology class they had a big old snake. It wow. got out, by the way. No. Yes. And they fed it and everything. It did get out one time. It was crazy. Not gonna lie. <laughs> like lockdown. School's on lockdown, snakes out of the cage. Wow. Like, it was crazy. This was back in the day. Here? Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon? High yes, absolutely. <laughs> what if it's still you know, snaking around somewhere? I have no idea, but I was just this is this is bonkers. Snakes right. are crazy. Yeah, I don't you know. wouldn't want to have one, even even if you you were capable of just out. Yeah. I, I agree actually, because 
even if I could speak personal tongue, there's still like, you know, for example, the basilisk uh, in the chamber doesn't listen to Harry, even though he speaks it because he has a different master or she, I'm sorry, she has a different master. And um, I would just be afraid if I couldn't control it, that would, it would hurt, you know people that I love yeah, or, or yeah, in general yeah. people like not you know just people that are near me right. but in general like get out and hurt someone so no huge no and yeah no i'm out yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right all righty oh um, boy uh we are by the way from time to time we'll be skipping sort of our potter watch section and we're not going to yeah. mention that in the future if we just skip it we skip it because right. either the news is so sad we don't really want to read about it or there is no news or whatever it might be we're just yeah. kind of uh bits here and there so it's more about the reread yeah so. Let's dive into that. Let's dive into the summary of the chapter. We wake up with Harry in the cupboard under the stairs. Ten years after the night of Voldemort's fall and Harry being dropped off on the Dursley's doorstep. Actually, we're getting ripped right out of Harry's dream about that night by Aunt Petunia's very sweet and gentle wake-up call. (laughs) And join in on Dudley's 11th birthday party. Very quickly, it becomes clear that Dudley is the most spoiled little brat you can imagine, while Harry himself gets treated like a barely tolerated house elf. However, due to Harry's babysitter, Squib Lady, being injured, the Dursleys reluctantly take him along on a visit to the zoo in honor of Daddy Dumb's special day. At the zoo, birthday boy is dying of boredom at the sight of a sleeping snake. But Harry takes pity and starts talking to the poor reptile. To this surprise, the boa constrictor shows unbelievably responsive behavior and the two of them actually have a conversation. Once Dutter's BFF, Pierce sees the snake in action, they both run over, harshly bring Harry, bring Harry to fall and try to get a good look at the boa, only to jump away in horror since the safety glass between them and the animal had disappeared. The snake is free and makes an attempt to escape for Brazil, leaving the entire reptile house in chaos. Unfortunately, Pierce drops on the way back home that Harry was the one talking to the snake right before the glass vanished. Harry's not only immediately grounded, but also denied any meals that night. Before poor Harry falls asleep on an empty stomach, he thinks back to many other unexplainable encounters and memories in his life that seem to keep happening only to him. Poor guy. I, I'm, I'm actually, we just had breakfast and I'm hungry. I know. You know? I, like, come on. I just feel like that is not... My first thought, if yeah. I can share this with yes. you, and I said this earlier to you when we were listening to the audiobook, I just want to hug that 10-year-old Harry and give him some love. Yeah. <laughs> because he's just, you know, we get this first um, description of how how life is now in, in Privet Drive. Um, there's pictures of Dudley everywhere being loved 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 by his parents Mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. no pictures of harry no pictures of his parents he he's not loved at all yeah yeah Uh, that's interesting that that you pointed out and here i want you guys to think about something for for a second we always try to do these uh, you know this could be nothing this could be something that jk rowling didn't you know intend on or whatever Mm -hmm. but it's worded the way it's worded in, in this in the in the opening of this chapter is that there was no sign that another boy was living there, right? He's the boy who lived, right? There's no sign that there's a that there's um, another boy living mm-hmm. there. There yeah. also is like, as far as we know, no sign that Voldemort is living, right, yeah. out there or whatever. 
there were whispers and signs, right? There True. were like all these different things. Yeah. Like later on, there, there, there were signs, right? Yeah. So it's just crazy. There, there's mm-hmm. no sign that he's living there. Mm-hmm. Um, and truly, when you think about that, I mean, yes, he's alive, but is he living? He's not really living this this life he doesn't feel alive or or yeah. that he's even living until he goes and he embraces sort of his his true yeah. self and he becomes a wizard he yeah. is a wizard yeah. but like he doesn't know it and right. and it just feel, i thought it was interesting the the choice of words in that phrase mm-hmm. right there was no sign that another boy was living there yeah i you know yeah almost like yeah the the question is is it better because that way it's almost like harry doesn't exist and no one's, no one could come you know, no one strike really against knows. him. Yeah, who knows? I mean, maybe, you know, it's for his safety. But at the same time, you look at how how he copes with that is, I think, amazing. Because you're almost like, you know, he gets, like, woken up really, like, roughly by Mrs. Mrs. Dursley, his aunt Petunia. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she's just yelling at him, hey, you know, get breakfast ready and don't you burn the bacon because it's Duddy Dum's birthday today. Um, and just the thought of him, like, instead of, I mean, he, he hates the life there, but at the same time, he just lives in his own little world and he tries to keep his distance. He knows he's not really wanted there. He doesn't have friends at school. Um, you know, no one really wants to talk to him cause they don't want to get involved in, you know, a fight with Dudley cause everyone knows Dudley, you know. I didn't like him. Yeah, yeah he doesn't he's like Harry. That he weird. Likes to punch him. What do they say? Like that, that, that odd Harry Potter. That yeah. weird. You know, like it's just. <laughs> and it just makes me so sad. Um, at the same time, he he does so well compared. Like looking at his life there, which is not really like you said. It's not really a life. You don't get to enjoy things. You sometimes they deny him food. Even they give him just old stuff. They never really give him anything to enjoy he he just all he has is his imagination right to play with really no one can get to his thoughts really right that's his that's his own realm and that's what he does he kind of goes to this world and and his dreams he can't really talk about it and sometimes it just it, it just you know he's a 10 year old boy and it just slips out like, oh, yeah, I had this dream about a flying motorcycle. You can't say that in the Dursley's house. But yeah, he, no, no. He just, it's everything to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's his world, you know. And <laughs> in regards to the, you know, he has to do all the chores at their house. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I just, wanna just, I just wanted to ask you a question. Do you think Harry later on is like a good... You know, like houseman who does all the tour, a lot of tours, and 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 tells Ginny things like, "Oh, Aunt Petunia used to cook it this way," and stuff like oh that. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Or he like rebels and is just like, "I'm not doing this at all." Uh, yeah, I've done. I this. will use magic for everything <laughs> yeah. that we can do. You know, and probably. But whatever. cooking food is a different thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, 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 true. Yeah, he does. He's not supposed to burn funny. the bacon or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, everything's gonna be perfect for. For dudders. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That would be, that's interesting because he does sort of learn how to do a lot of household chores and mm-hmm. and stuff. We've actually even even joked with the idea that what if they, because I know Harry absolutely loves that that Weasley, like the burrow, right? So we kind of jump ahead here. Mm-hmm. He, he, he loves it. Ginny grew up there. She might want more yeah. of a modern style home. Yeah. You know, or... But then, so something that's not really that like classic, um, that classic feel that the Dursleys yeah. have, but like 
more uh, kind of like your style, like a, like a black <laughs> and white, real clean, real whatever yeah. uh, heart. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like she might like that. Yeah, to just have something different from what she grew up in. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think Harry would want to be reminded of the Dursleys no. experience, but also Ginny's sort of like, I kind of want to get away from mm. from like the the Burrow feel. And Harry's like, I love that, you know what yeah. I mean? But yeah. but at the same time, they might just be like, oh, let's go for something kind of. You know, like their own style. What does their house look yeah. like? It would be so bonkers to kind of see that, I think. Yeah, remember we looked at that kitchen and we we're like, oh, what if that's Harry and Jenny's kitchen and they're just... Well, and then uh, I thought, uh, yeah. you know, even, even, and sorry, so we're going to kind of jump, just jump away for a second here. But like Ron, he was always wanted to have a bit of money. And, and Hermione yeah, is yes. from, is, is from the, the muggle world. And like, he might Three love dentists. that, like, yeah, yeah that, that, that clean yeah. Hmm? look, that vibe or whatever, a nice sofa to relax in and mm-hmm. just, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. Big windows. I can see that. Ron would just be like living the good life there, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I, before we go, let me see here. So a couple things too. I just want to mention the spiders. Harry's always been hanging out with the spiders. Yeah. Under under the um, you know, in his in his little cupboard. Yeah, right. And so actually, as a kid, sorry to interrupt yeah. you here, but as a kid, I was like so impressed by that. I was like, I kind of wish, <laughs> and not saying I wanted to, to to live under the. I mean, like little kids were probably like, oh, that's cool. It's cozy and dark in there. Yeah, it's like an fu- adventure, yeah. but not as a permanent room, right? It's more like, right, oh, this right. is our little cave or whatever. And I was like so impressed because I was as a kid, and even now. It's gotten better, but as a kid, I was so scared of spiders. I was like, oh, I wish I could be, you know, better with it and not be... Every time I saw a spider, I had to call my brother or my mom. Mm-hmm. Can you please get rid of it? And I feel bad because I, you know, I like animals and I yeah, don't... You know. If I don't have to, I don't necessarily like killing them, but I was like, I can't yeah. live with that spider in my room, please. How about those spiders we saw in Costa Rica? Oh, my God. That is unreal. They're massive. Big as your hand. There was literally, we were in our Airbnb, ready to start the day, go on an adventure yeah. around the volcano. We opened the door and just like Come it was on waiting in. there for us to open the door. It was, I'm, I kid you Did not, I not a walk over it or something? giant spider. I was... I was actually didn't I walk out the door? Life. Didn't I walk out the door and you stayed inside because I was just like, I know, what, I what are you to, doing? I'm so... so Sorry, sorry, I'm freaking out right now, even thinking about it. But I was so thankful that you were able to get rid of it because I could not have slept in that Airbnb one more <laughs> night if I knew that had escaped somewhere oh. in the in the closet or something. I honestly, that was you cannot imagine how big that spider was. It was Matt. I'm not. It was, it like, was it was bigger than bigger my than hand. Your hand. It was well, bigger than your we're hand. Not, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was, sorry. Spiders. Sorry. Sorry. We're probably freaking somebody out right now. <laughs> sorry. Uh, but sorry about that. Um, anyway. Also, I'm not sure when this comes up or not. So we, are we too, we're, we're about to the presents, right? Where they're talking about the presents mm-hmm. and how many yes. that we're going to get. Yeah. Um, we had the whole line about, you know, not asking what questions, whatnot. But first, what's brought up is like Dudley's computer and mm-hmm. computer games. And I just want to mention something. Was this not... So this was 1991, mm-hmm. right? When was the first book written, though? Um, so oh. Philosopher's Stone like publication does it have in the front of that book sweetie just like the publication date um let's 1997 see. i think is when it is but i, I just want to make sure 1998 winner of the 1997 national book award okay so this is june 26 1997 so yeah. anyways 97 98 whatever mm-hmm. uh here's my here's my thought so she's writing this and who mm-hmm. knows when she wrote it a couple years prior or whatever but i think you're thinking about a computer that mm-hmm. you'd be getting <laughs> 
1991 was the timeline for that. So I was like, what type of computer would that have been? I don't know if it was ever thought of this, but I, I think it's like micro. It's like oh, it would have been massive. It would have been massive, but yeah. also it like what version of Windows would that have been? So <laughs> Microsoft Windows 3.0 or 3.0a was a multimedia that was released in October of 1991. Microsoft Windows. Brand new. But yeah, Microsoft Windows 3.1 was released in 92, and then we kind of go on and stuff. But like what I'm used to, to rem- what I remember is like Windows 97, Windows mm-hmm. 98. Me too. Right? Yeah. I remember those. I don't – it's so weird to think like what kind of computer did he have? He had computer uh-huh. games and he had all this kind of stuff. So I feel like you know she's writing that later, thinking yeah. about those computers, but like to reflect back and think in the early 90s, what did they have? Yeah. It's not much. True. Pre- pre- pretty bad. Like it was, <laughs> not, it was not very good. So just thought that was interesting. That is interesting. And it's cool to think like when Harry, you know, he, he, he almost thinks, oh, maybe I can stay at home alone. He's almost like, ah, he wants to get a go at Dudley's computer. And it's like all these, like, it's almost like a, you wonder, (laughs) because they did that brilliantly in Puffs in the play where, um, What's his name? Wayne is also a muggle born, right? Yes. Yeah, he's he's yeah. born in the, into the muggle world or kind of because he gets, he's also an orphan and lives with another family, but he grows up with a uh, game boy, game boys. Right. And that's like stuff they even like mention at Hogwarts. And you would think like, there's probably a couple of like muggle born kids who grew up with computers and, and game boys and stuff. And it's, Oh, that's the, Surface Windows. Uh, inter- yeah, so I'm just showing. Right, I'm showing Lottie the the sort of the interface and what it looks like. So the program yeah. manager and then Windows. Oh my goodness! Just type in it's Microsoft cool. Windows version 3.0. Nostalgia. Uh, and just go back and look at some of this it's stuff. Cool. You know, it's just crazy. It looks awesome. I think. To kind of think about, I don't even know. No, that's so cool that that. Um, I don't know. I almost want to say, well, they couldn't really bring Game Boys uh, into Hogwarts because I think electronic devices don't really work there, right? so yeah but it's just fun to think about sorry all right (laughs) back to the chapter here hey this was connected to the chapter okay so i'm looking (laughs) at video games also by the way in in the uh, 1991 because he gets all these games he gets tons of games i know and there's even a picture there's even a picture of him it's mentioned right at the beginning there's a picture of him and vernon playing computer game together like it's a bit it's the newest thing that uh in the 90s you're right like computer games Mm -hmm. yeah cool that's cool. Yeah, but um, talking about all the presents he gets, I, 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 I'm I, going to tell you, I get anxiety when I think about all the stuff that Dudley gets, and he doesn't even need it, or he probably uses it once, and then we, we learn Harry's like, why does he get a racing bike? He hates, like, any kind of exercise. Or we learn, like, he uses his one TV for two weeks and then he gets angry and he destroys it and like all that stuff that he's just it piles up it's everywhere and he doesn't even need it or use it like that i'm just hoping like we we kind of like are in a phase where we kind of get over that oh yeah for sure acquiring my 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 sister has Mm -hmm. recently switched to like its experiences right yeah and and taking your um your child i mean because yeah some is is like is okay but i even look at my own niece and nephew and we're just like what i mean everyone yeah. did, the default is just to buy someone yeah. a toy or a book or yeah. e- even those i mean it's sort of like gosh we have so much stuff yeah that it would be 
it's just wild to think about like we'd almost want like an experience or something or, or teaching people. I love the hobbits who they give you gifts on their birthday. Right. Yeah. Which is sort of like the opposite, which is <laughs> yeah. like, here, here's a gift. Thanks for coming to my thing. Yeah. Or whatever. And yeah, I, I thought thanks that's... for celebrating my birthday. And you know, what's different in, in Germany, by the way, about birthdays is that like when people, when, when I went out for your mom's birthday, mm-hmm. it was, um, no, I invited you to my birthday. Yeah. So I'm right. paying. You're paying. Yeah. As the, a birthday. The, the birthday girl or boy yeah. is paying. Yeah. Uh, for you to come to dinner when with you're an them. adult yeah when you're an adult yeah. yeah but over here it's like no we're always taking each other hey it's your birthday let me buy you dinner let me take you out for your mm-hmm. birthday right and you're initiating that yeah uh, or even if that person like invited you to their birthday dinner typically yeah you might make food at your at your house or whatever but, but they bring something they bring something mm. or you're i don't know yeah it's it's just different i was mm. thought it was so cool how in germany it was sort of like <laughs> yeah. yeah no i invited you I'm, yeah. I'm paying for for this or whatever and it just seems natural that should Maybe maybe that's just an Ohio thing. I don't know. But like, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, by the way, in case you guys were wondering, just to back up a little bit there, Wing Commander was a 1991 game that was released that was pretty sick. I bet you he had Wing oh, Commander. Oh, yeah. Probably. So, there you go. <laughs> all right. So, um, Dudley gets all his birthday present. They watch him just rip- ripping the paper off all the stuff. But while they're watching Dudley, Petunia is getting a phone call. And it's, uh, not, it's not good for the Dursleys. Yeah. Sweetie, Mrs. Fig has broken her leg. How? How did she break her leg? It. I think it says she stumbled upon one of her kitties. She tripped over one of her cats? Because I think we talked about I this at so. some point, but mm-hmm. it's just like, poor thing. You know, yeah. I mean, like this creates this whole experience and... Yeah, but like the other big question I have about Mrs. Fig is like, mm-hmm. how did they first meet Mrs. Fig? I know, right? Because this is someone who they know. She lives two streets away, is yeah. what the book says, right? Mm-hmm. Has these cats, etc. Mm-hmm. Does she know who Harry Potter is? Again, you you think like it's insinuated mm-hmm. later that like Dumbledore had something to to kind of do with this and is is keeping a watch over things. But what yeah. a cool thing he's he's legendary his name is is legendary in the wizarding world yeah. so yeah. if mrs fig knows that and this is like some oh, she does yeah right so some role that she's playing in his life early on and watching yeah. him and taking care of him that's huge and i just had a thought like you know what's up with all her kitties right what if they you know like they kind of all the kitties go on like almost like mrs norris and 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 um filch the kitties yeah. go and kind of you know, try and watch the house, the Dursley's house, oh. and, and kind of, you know, like report or whatever to, or like make sure everything's okay. And if not, Mrs. Fig gets, gets like a hint from her kitties. Wow. Because <laughs> she can't like, she, she still lives two streets away, so she can't like have an eye on him all the time. But what if her cats so, do that like in turns? Yeah, and, and just because you're a squib doesn't, so, oh, gosh, um... Umbridge in in her room had all those like mm-hmm. portraits portraits of cats that that yeah. were coming and going and telling her what was up right they could travel between two portraits or something or who yeah. knows what the whole yeah. deal was right they mm-hmm. could warn her of something mm-hmm. that is so you think of different things that Dumbledore even could have created or that, that could have happened inside of that house that maybe could have been used to help mm-hmm. keep track of yeah I'm sure of Harry or keep him safe you know if, if yeah. they're going to send him anywhere it's like she's always like oh yeah absolutely I mean who wants to take him I yeah. mean the other person by the way, is Avon, Avon, Aunt Petunia's friend, mentioned one time, this okay. one offshoot, what about your friend, your friend Avon yeah. or whatever? And yeah. it's like, who's that? <laughs> who's oh, sh- who's yeah. this random person that, that Petunia could have 
because uh, wasn't she away on vacation oh, yeah, or something? Vacationing on Mallorca. Yeah, and it's like, who is that person? I'm just <laughs> when you start to dig into little details, yeah, it's just sort of fascinating that like. Uh, I mean, she clearly likes. They were um, considering. They said, "Oh, Aunt Marge, she hates the boy." But Yvonne probably would have said, "Yeah, sure, I'll take care of him." And who yeah. knows? Maybe she would have, you know, be been like a normal babysitter, like, "Hey, yeah, watch TV and have some food and stuff." <laughs> right, right. Yvonne uh, was a muggle woman who was friends with Petunia. And let's see. That is it. One yeah, mention I think in she Alice Dunn. A huge role. I mean, what if, though? <laughs> what if she came back? You know, you think we did this whole thing on Petunia. Maybe she knows more. Maybe she. Maybe Petunia confided stuff in, mm-hmm. in Yvonne and... and uh, yeah. I, you know. In the new Harry Potter series that's coming out, like Harry talks with her and he did spend time with her more or whatever i mean they try to conceal like they try to hide that they have another boy living with them right but yvonne clearly knows about it it's not like oh yeah guess what we have another you know like our nephew is living with us can you take care of him but she seems to know it's like just oh, yeah, think you know. about that yeah. for a second though if, if if yvonne i mean maybe petunia in front of, of vernon just doesn't want to mm-hmm. like talk about all of her anxieties and fears mm-hmm. in the in the wizarding world but maybe she did confide in someone like this or whatever a friend of hers because he's like oh what's her name your 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 friend yvonne yeah. uh Right. And and just because we mm-hmm. got that tidbit, by the way, it's in our, our kind of our extendable ear edition where we talk about Petunia yeah. and what she held on to the item that she kept all those years and then the Dudley stuff or whatever. So to have a friend who also maybe had letters or, or like knew more about her relationship or her uh, mm-hmm. her feelings on her sister and Harry. Sorry, guys, I like to kind of take take one little thing and just think about it for a second. You yeah. Know? So. Yeah, because she's still a person. But also, mm, my guess is she keeps it pretty secret because she's so scared yeah. of anyone finding yeah, out. And true. we'll see later in this chapter, their worst, biggest fear ever is Harry being connected, you know, like his magical abilities showing. So yeah. that's like their biggest fear. But before we move on here, just one more thought about Mrs. Fig. Like, she broke her leg, but... Why is there no magical person who could help her with that? Like, we learn later on, um, Madame Pomfrey actually tells us, yeah, to mend bones, no problem. Like, you know, she can do that in minutes or seconds. Right, right. Grow them? That's another story. But, like, mend them, that doesn't seem to take a lot. Right. So it's like, poor Mrs. Fig, like, help her out. She's an older lady with a broken leg. That's that's not even funny. Right, (laughs) right. Like, yeah thing Inch. they sh- they should have sent someone who can help her can we so by one of our extendable ear you know moments might actually be I, mm-hmm. I have her page pulled up here and i'm just sort of reading about some stuff on her i think it'd be cool to kind of go back and talk and, about her and sprint ahead and see mm-hmm. her later life and talk about all the all the cool things that uh cool. surround mrs fig and some theories yeah. that that kind of surround her as well yeah. so yeah all right cool interesting yeah but i feel bad you know she broke her leg and and like you said there's no, <laughs> no yeah. way to mend that real quick or, right. or it just happened too you know, yeah. she just got the phone call. True. I, maybe she just... She didn't even, like... Yeah, okay. Maybe she just did, or, or maybe it was just yesterday, or was, she's on the way to the hospital, you know, whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah. So. And she maybe she doesn't want to bother. Like, sometimes people are like, I don't really want to bother anyone with my problems. And some people are like that, and they wouldn't even want to ask for help, but they just go to the hospital themselves and hear the doctors are, yeah. are, are paid for that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, then we get in this, into this whole discussion. What are we going to do now with Harry? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I just want to read that part to you. Like, yeah. Harry's like so excited. He's like, you could just leave me here. 
Harry put in hopefully. He'd be able to watch what he wanted on television for a change and maybe even have a go on Dudley's computer. Aunt Petunia looked as though she just swallowed a lemon. Mm. And I (laughs) I want you to give me your best Aunt Petunia lemon face. Can you imagine swallowing a lemon? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just all like like, cram. Yeah. (laughs) Um... And come back and find the house in ruins, she snarled. I won't blow up the house, said Harry, but they weren't listening. I suppose we could take him to the zoo, said Aunt Petunia slowly, and leave him in the car? That car is new. He's not sitting in it alone. And then Dudley has his whole, like, fake... Oh, crying. Tantrum. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which he stops instantly, right? As Piers comes yeah, in. Yeah, his like, friend, he's like, uh, never mind. <laughs> um, but they're so scared. Like, and I want to make a little connection here to Fantastic Beasts. Because I've, I've thought about so many times. They want to suppress Harry's magical abilities as much as they Ooh. can. And I always wondered, what if they had succeeded? And like to the point where... Harry would have developed like an obscurist or something because his dang ma- they sh- he talks about all these different incidences where his magic powers they you know it's almost like they want to express it themselves yeah they like want to come, wanna out. come yeah. out and they want to yeah. it's just so cool but but they try to stop that they they actually believe they can put a stop to it and uh, prevent uh, Harry from going to Hagrid Hagrid <laughs> well, he, Hagrid will be involved. Oh yeah. Going to old Hagrid school. <laughs> to Hogwarts. Hogwarts, so. yes. yes. Sorry. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. But yeah, I just wanted to mention like... Well, oh. how about this? So, I mean, at this point, most wizards, I guess, and, and witches as they're growing up, they're in a, a home like that. But like Hermione might be having... Again, it's more about like I think like this loving nature because Hermione mm-hmm. is might have these moments too, right? Where the magic's trying to express yeah, and get out or whatever. Yes. And you find out, oh wow, that, that kind mm-hmm. of explains it. Mm-hmm. But she was loved and, and she was loved and, and cherished and everything. It feels like there's there's more to it than just like the suppression of your yeah. magic or whatever. I don't even know. But yeah, that that is interesting that there's like uh that there could have been that had this continued mm-hmm. and it was just bubbling up inside of him and it turned into uh, disdain for his every own time he nature. Was punished. Yeah, almost like uh, what's her name, Mary B- Lou Barebone, punished yeah, yeah, yeah. her children if a- anything you know odd happened. She, she or, found a fake yeah. wand and she yeah. freaked out, and they were all punished. Right, and just for having an imagination or having a dream about a, a, a flying motorbike. Yeah, Harry is like, uh, they stop. Yeah. I mean, it turns around, they're getting yelled at, all yeah. full on yelled at and stuff. It's, it's crazy. And also just, this is where I have to say, too, because we did talk about Vernon and Petunia for a little bit in the last chapter uh, and then in our extended, but she they, they openly say, they say, like, Aunt Marge hates the boy. Mm-hmm. They hates him. Yeah. Why would you say that? It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, that part, that kind awesome. of stuff is, is, is terrible. It's sometimes incredible to me that he still has, you know, a good sense of self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, again, he just had to... Uh, what a life. It's just a miserable mm-hmm. life. And I don't know. I feel like even moments where you just get to get out of the house and go to school, even though uh, Dudley's friends and stuff, like no one wanted anything to do with him. Right. That's said in this chapter because uh, he he's wearing these big old baggy clothes. Yeah. They're, they're Dudley's and he's odd and, and Dudley picks on him and stuff. But still, just to at least get away from them and find a 
maybe a teacher at school that you could just sit in the corner and read. Yeah. We never hear about that, but I always I always like to think there was a teacher. Yeah, who me just too. Said, you don't have to go. Out, you don't have right. to go out to recess with all those. Yeah, all those kids. You can stay in here and read a book. Yep. You know, and then that's just a peaceful moment for Harry Potter. Yeah. Prior to Hogwarts. I like that. Be cool. I to like hear, that a lot. Like a reflection on. And that. just to make it clear, last time we were like, okay, we're trying kind of to understand where the you know like. What's the Dursley's life like? And what are they? They're just different people and they have their scars. You know, they are emotional scars. Right. And, but this is unacceptable. This is, of course, like, oh, yeah, all these things are unforgivable. Yeah. Like, this is not, like, this is terrible how they treat Harry. And there's no excuse for that. Right. Obviously. Um, and they're meant to be, it's it's meant to be yeah. kind of like a plate. Like, uh, <laughs> it's, it's on a level of, like, it's exaggerated for kids. Right. It's meant to, you know, really show a contrast between the wizarding world, the muggle world, and then, like, but but the the bad part, and this is why the genius of having Hermione and other kids who came from mm-hmm. Muggle homes is so uh, brilliant because yeah. they weren't all bad and they weren't yeah. all like that. But Harry really had a bad experience. So, yeah, yeah. And there's interesting, intriguing backstory and all of it and everything too. But yeah, you have to kind of call it out uh, for what it mm-hmm. is. It was, it's you know it was this sort of an abusive setting. Yeah, and it sucks. And people say also like they um that makes it's sometimes what makes him so strong. Like he had yeah. to retrieve into his imaginary, I mean, like an imagination and magical world that lives within him. Right. So maybe that's what actually makes him strong, a strong wizard. I mean, he's probably has, you know, I, I don't know, like his parents were pretty skilled and stuff, but. Oh, for sure. But yeah, like, like your, mm-hmm. your environment and, and resiliency and things that you yeah. grow, that you overcome and all yeah. that kind of stuff. I mean, for sure. It's not anything you, you want to set a kid up or a child up in, in, into or whatever, but it is, yeah. uh, yeah, it is, it is. I don't know. It's interesting to think about and just how people evolve um, despite their environments and stuff. And yeah, know, so okay, cool. Let's. Oh God, they just these. We gotta get. We gotta get to Hogwarts. <laughs> we know. have got to get to Hogwarts because this so much backstory. This here stuff is just already... killing me. You know. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it is cool. She kind of pulls you along in terms of like, okay, intriguing magical mm-hmm. people drop this boy off in the first chapter. Yeah. These people are awful. Clearly, some some crazy magical stuff is going on. Yeah. He goes to the zoo and has a has a, a super magical moment. I you know. know? So uh, definitely, we're to get where there's a lot of intrigue. It's a good hook. It's a good setup. It's a good sort of leading us into a complete shift. Yeah. And that is the the, the satisfying <laughs> thing about I think this this book in the series and every book that you kind of go into in the Harry Potter series is that all right, we have to go back to like the Durs. It's almost like we have to like. I don't know. You, you, there's some. Let's say you're a little kid, and there's something that you have to eat to get to to get to dessert because you want to eat. Like my my niece Rachel often has to like eat a certain amount of this or whatever, and yeah. then then you get something kind of sweet or what she really wants, and yeah. you know. Uh, so we hey. have to kind of get through the Dursley right. <laughs> portion <laughs> to get to Hogwarts, and it's like, oh yes, all right, here we are. Yeah. You it, know? <laughs> mentioning like all the sweets, it's like cool to see Harry is having a blast. Doesn't he get like zoo. A, yeah, doesn't he get like an ice cream? He gets like two different types of like he gets like a ice pop, I think, like a lemon thing. Yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Darn it. The lady said what do you want? And they can't be like, ah, never mind, you know, just move along. No, they're like, Okay, no, we have to buy him something and they buy the cheapest ice cream. But then do you want to say something? I just real quick I wanted to have you have you guys noticed how many times lemons have been referenced in the first couple of chapters? Oh true. Sherbet lemon, uh Petunia's face, lemon, this lemon yeah. pop and so on. Maybe just she was just obsessed with lemon at the time. No, but I've just it, it But happens. it's even isn't it the password to Dumbledore's yeah. office too? Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's a type of candy that he loves and stuff. So it's little things like that that I kind of like if, as you go along. And, the, and like there's lemon pie later on. There's uh, mm-hmm. di- different things at Hogwarts. So just I mean, lemons are super healthy. I've been like, since I've been sick, I've been drinking my um, squeezed lemon water every day. Yeah, with a bit and of ginger, it, right? Right. Yeah. Love it. Ginger root. Yeah. Roots are good for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to the lemon pop. Yeah. Right, and then the second one, and I just never thought about it. You, it's just one of the things you just read, and you're like, okay, you guess it's an ice cream. But the sep- second type is uh, Dudley orders a Knickerbocker Glory. And I'm huh? like, what is a Knickerbocker Glory? And probably all the people in the UK are like, what? You don't know what a Knickerbocker Glory is? No, I'm looking it up right so now. So I have, I have it already pulled up oh. here. It's a layered ice cream sundae. That is served in a large, tall, conical glass and to be eaten with a distinctive long spoon, particularly in Great Britain, Ireland. The Knickerbocker Glory, first described in the 1920s, ice cream fruit. And what's Moringa? Moringa? It's Mo- M-E-R-I-N-G-U-E. Uh, 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 I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so layers and uh, different sweet tastes are... Uh, you can top it with all kinds of like syrups, nuts, whipped cream, and fruit and stuff. So yeah, it's like a just a big. It looks delicious. Sunday. If you don't know, go look this up. <laughs> Knickerbocker Glory. Uh, it is like yeah. this tall. It's got whipped cream. It's got some, uh, as you said, layers and fruit and all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff in here. So it looks delicious. Yeah. So uh, he has the time of his life, actually. But he, it's, it's funny that it's mentioned. Because he's like, yeah, he should have known. This is too good. This is like, yeah, too good to be true. Yeah, yeah. Can we have one of these? I know, right? Can, can <laughs> we make one of these delicious. and like have it for the next episode or something? <laughs> we actually should. You guys know how much we love food and and ambience yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So I feel like uh, we let's should. make them Knickerbocker glory. Like I'm always looking for an excuse to have a sweet. So <laughs> we have to look it up. Maybe it's in the cookbook, the Harry Potter cookbook. Thing. Oh yeah, maybe yeah. Um, cool yeah anyway so um the boys you know they're all sugared up they have all this ice cream they're walking along the zoo and they're like eh, yeah it's like you know we saw some animals great i love the part where where, where they're like looking at even when they look at this the, the snake is like um this is so boring i know <laughs> this is boring and you know, Vernon tries to make a move, and and Daddy's like, you know, do something. Come on. Yeah, they're just they're they're done. Uh, like the zoo has this has a time limit where you're sort of like, okay, I'm good. You know, yeah. I'm done. It's actually that's true sometimes, and it's like you, you know, you're just kind of watching animals do their thing, and 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 a lot of times, you know, it depends on the zoo. Sometimes, you know, they're they don't have a lot of space or whatever and they get bored and it's just like okay the animals are bored the people get bored <laughs> right right um but yeah like i mean dudley is one of the the, the 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 difference between harry and dudley is dudley can't entertain himself he needs constantly needs like outside entertainment yeah harry constantly has to make something happen within himself like Ooh, you know like imagine yeah. his own things and stories and dreams there's almost yeah. no like he doesn't have a tv or anything right yeah that is a really interesting thing right as in terms of um like imagination i remember mm-hmm. growing up like a lot of times it would just be you would go outside and play and what yeah. i had was nature sticks and different things yeah. and you would go out there and imagine stuff and again i i actually a lot of times my sister 
she had her own thing and wanted to do her own thing. So I would go and imagine like my my mom has these 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 memories of me like um, fighting myself in the backyard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I would have the stick. I would yeah. be. Uh, Peter Pan on one side, then boom, I jump to the other side and I'm oh, uh, ca- so Captain cute. Captain Hook, you know. I think it's a good thing because you yeah. then, you do know how to kind of be on your own mm-hmm. and imagine stuff and, and have, uh, uh, yeah, you don't, you don't need, you're not relying on something else to really yeah. entertain you, et cetera. And uh, it's, it's good to have a combination. Like it's, it's, it's very right. fun to go out and, and we love watching film and reading right. books or whatever. It's, we're talking about a book that's entertaining and takes us away. Uh, but you can kind of do that like like on your own and then from that book you can go out and then imagine Mm -hmm. you know take it take it further right right and some kids they nowadays like i I, i'm sorry to point this out but like they don't know how to deal with boredom anymore it's like you just constantly need a something to fix that feeling of boredom and it's supposed to be something bad but actually like we always talk about this, this is actually a good thing to to take a moment for yourself and 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 not do any like how do you do nothing you know like learn how to do nothing from some, yeah, from just, time to time yeah to, to sort, sort of be with yourself yeah. and, and reflect and think and, and dudley definitely can't do that yeah he doesn't yeah. like it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so harry takes pity he's like that poor snake i know exactly what you feel yeah, like yeah poor guy let's have pity on the snakes uh-huh <laughs> sorry but he just sees almost like himself in there right Mm-hmm. he's like he almost says like i have it a little bit better even because i can yeah, move around I, the house a little bit yeah i get I, I get i get around the house yeah, yeah. for sure and like sure. the the interesting part to me is he only thinks that that he doesn't say out loud yet but uh-huh. the snake reacts to his thoughts okay so i was like um personal tongue is that something that also works telepathically because I feel like Voldemort would not always like speak everything out loud he says to Nagini, and I can't confirm mm. this for sure, but it's just a feeling I have that they can have some sort of uh, telepathic. Me- yes, cool. like like because the snake. I don't know. Maybe he read um, the snake read his like facial expressions and almost like his like his aura, magical aura, whatever caught it. Just knew he attention. could speak to him or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they start having a conversation. <laughs> Wild. Harry doesn't even realize he speaks a different language. Yeah. But he does make sure that because he's so used to hiding his special abilities, whatever something happens, you know, that he really makes sure. Okay, no one's around. I'm. He's talking to the snake. Yeah. Can you imagine too, as you're writing this, like you you wrote that, and maybe mm-hmm. you just you left out the fact that he that he there is no like she, she doesn't mention anything about like the sound or what it sounds mm-hmm. like or anything but then later on it's like okay so actually i can did she have that thought and said mm-hmm. i'm going to use that later and there's this i mean you know what i mean like how much mm-hmm. when you're writing the first book how much of the second and third and so on in the end of the story do you have like it's yeah. just it's just crazy to think about like the horcrux and the and the mm-hmm. scar and then oh, the, yeah. the connection and baltimore's powers like there's a lot yeah. of, of um i feel like thinking and detail that goes into Knowing yeah. that, but then also starting off at like a a kid's book that grow like you grow mm. with Harry Potter and the complexity of it grows the maturity level and everything. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of a even it doesn't matter to me really if she made it up later or she already knew that it, it was partial tongue because for me it works. Oh yeah, it does work. like it, That's it, what I'm saying. they yeah, made it's... it work. However, even if it's if it was not planned or whatever, because this is we see it through the eyes of Harry. There's no need to say. 
oh, there's a hissing sound because mm -hmm. he doesn't realize it. So we don't really know about it because we're, you know, like we kind of see it through his eyes. Yeah, it really doesn't Almost. matter regardless of whether, mm. you know, she knew it or didn't know it. It would mm -hmm. just, it's just an interesting to, to think, did she? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just a wonder to think. Yeah. Like if she's sitting there saying to herself, I'm going to come back to that. Or mm -hmm. like, like writers sometimes will leave themselves, um, different mystical or like kind of like mystery box options that they can come yeah. back to. Yeah. So like, oh, I'm just going to leave that open. I might want to come back to it and do more with it <laughs> later. And, and then as she gets into it, she's like, Oh yep. I like that. I'm going to yeah. pull that back. Cause sometimes you're like, well that nothing never came of this particular mm -hmm. thing in the story. Um, but nothing really needed to because right. she didn't need it later on. You know, I yeah. just looking at creative writing and how people will leave themselves room, uh, for stuff later on. It's just, mm -hmm. I, I like to kind of think about, um, how, how she wrote it. Yeah. Know, it's, so. I, I think it's amazing how like really good authors, um, have that ability to build a world, mm -hmm. you know, like world building is a thing. Like even, you know, I do I, I try to learn um, more about arts and 3D arts and they talk, yeah. even they talk about world building yeah. and yeah. thinking about different things in your world that you're creating, even though it's just one snapshot of that, but yeah. you're thinking beyond that snapshot. And I like that. That's what authors do. You get through the book, you get that snapshot, but there's more and it. They, they, they leave the room for, you know, later on coming back to that and, and yeah. showing you the expansion of that. Because in one world. snapshot in your Blender program or in your artwork or whatever, if you showed, if you just depicted a, a floating mountain, well, there's right. a whole world behind that. Right. The question is that mountain's floating. Yeah. How? Right. Yeah. You know, it's just like, okay. So anyways, yeah. Sorry. Cool. <laughs> cool. Kind of stuff there. But um, yeah. All right. All right. All right. So Harry, uh, Harry is able to talk to snakes and it's not Dudley who sees it first, but his friend Pierce, he's like, you know. Vernon and Dudley, you won't believe what that snake is doing. Yeah. And in that moment, they don't really, Dudley doesn't really know, like, oh, it was Harry. He was just, happy. He's, he happened to stand there and he right. pushes him aside. Um, he actually p punches him in the, in the ribs or something. Harry falls and, and they're like trying to get close, you know, a very close look. Yeah. But yeah, then yeah. they, they back up. Like they, they're like, oh my goodness. The glass isn't there. It's they not didn't, there. Yeah. The and vanishing it, glass. <laughs> it, it vanished somehow. Yeah. And the What's snake the is that? free. I don't know. You know. That's, yeah. It's interesting, right? That the kids, they don't know any spells yet, but the magic just expresses itself yeah, without the spell. And then later on, you have to learn. that It's like it's considered something advanced to do, to yeah. do magic without spells. But that's what kids do. Yeah, and it, <laughs> it, it, back, back, I mean, to, to the sacrifice point, too, mm -hmm. right, from Lily. I mean, it's just sort of like, boom, you're just going to jump in yeah. there, and then you're just, you're just reacting. And yeah. you are magical, and there's a magic in that. Uh, right, it's, it's or, like, or Neville, like, bouncing off the, the yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, sidewalk yeah. when he falls out the window and stuff. <laughs> that's, how they, that's how they knew. <laughs> that's our boy Neville. Yeah. Send, send him to Hogwarts. <laughs> uh, yeah, Crazy. but... Um, they actually, like, the picture you have in your head is always the movie where they fall or Dudley falls, falls through in, the glass yeah, yeah. And, and then he's trapped in there. But that's actually not what happened. It's, um, they just kind of back off and, and, and um, wonder, like, oh, the snake is not trapped. It's, it's free. Yeah, it's and free. And the snake gets out, actually. And the whole turmoil What's breaks he out. He <laughs> says uh, uh, when the snake is leaving, he yeah. uses um, adios or does he say amigo? amigo. Yeah, it's a, it's Thanks, like amigo. Friend. It's Portuguese for friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's on his way to Brazil. To Brazil. Yeah. 
That's yeah. cool. <laughs> so, throwing in oh, yeah. the throwing Thanks, in the amigo. Thanks. Brazil, here I come. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I don't think the snake made it to Brazil, but still. How do you uh, know? Yeah, because I, mean, I don't think they let it, you know, I think they caught it. Well, the, definitely it causes a, a bit of um, uh, craziness here at the zoo. Like like Dudley has oh, yeah. this whole moment oh, where yeah. it reminded me of Draco when he gets, uh, when Buckbeak sort of like <gasps> True. the accident happens. Like, oh, yeah. You know, nearly, n- nearly lost my arm. You yeah. Know? Like, <laughs> so That's exactly exaggerating, what they do. Yeah. And, then, and then he goes on. I mean, so Dudley really plays it up like, you yeah. know. This terrible, terrible just, thing. I mean, nothing happened to him. That snake never even came close to him, right? And he's just acting yeah. like it—it it almost bit him, or yeah, he's terrified. And did they get like a free zoo membership or something? You wonder. Like, I did think, they? Yeah, they probably. I mean, they made her a strong tea, but they probably did get something. Yeah, you're right. And they're I'm, like, I'm, I'm sure never. We're never coming back here. And they're like, no, no, no. We're gonna give you like yeah. a pass. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can crazy. see them. You can see Vernon mm-hmm. pushing for that, you know. And then it's um, Dudley's friend who mentions it in the car in the that car. Harry yeah. was talking to the snake, and you wonder like something unexplainable happens, and the Dursleys are probably already like, "Oh no!" Right, like right. Harry was right there. They could all already kind of guess that he might have something to do with it. Right, but they're already course, thinking it, and then Piers points it out. It yeah. was. It makes it even worse. And well, but they wait. They wait oh, until yeah, Pierce is gone. Absolutely, they absolutely. can't have that in front of other people. But you know what? If you're Pierce, and I, I really think this, I think he's been around long enough to know, like, ooh, anything weird that happens mm-hmm. with that with that Probably. Potter kid, well, I can I can cause a reaction. And they're just mm-hmm. like devilish. Mm-hmm. These little guys, you know? Yeah. Like they're they're just wanting they're to kind of pick on it. Yeah. yeah, it's so crazy. So I'm gonna mention something and watch this. He's gonna be in so much trouble. I mean, it's just ridiculous. He's probably seen Dudley do it before. Like yeah. running in and telling his, his his mommy and daddy that like uh, Harry did this, and then they, then just to see that reaction, and they get to laugh and snicker. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on! I mean, he already saw it earlier in the car when he mentioned the flying motorbike. Yeah. And, and Vernon turns around full on, just you know, red in the face, yells mm-hmm. at him. Mm-hmm. So Pierce is like, ah, all right, I gotta do yeah. a little, little, yeah. little something here to kind of have some fun. Yeah. This is bizarre. It's yeah. Unfortunate, but anyway, yeah. So he mentions that, and then yeah, he gets back and he's sent to his uh, cupboard, and yeah, no and dinner. That's like, I wrote that down. We, throughout all the books, the Dursleys make multiple attempts to starve Harry. Like, literally give him yeah. no food as a punishment. Yeah. Which is so unacceptable. Um, but, interesting, with other things, like his hair. Like, they, they hate how his hair looks. Shave it all off. Next thing you know, he wakes up in the morning, it's all back. But, you know, like, when, like, it's all like this fear of embarrassment makes it makes the magic come out and gross it back right yeah yeah yeah. with food unfortunately we know that there's no way like it, it's just not he can't, yeah, he can't conjure up food or, right, or right. anything so interesting do you so to kind of take i know it's super depressing right there at the end guys but uh <laughs> do you think i have hairy hair do you think my hair is a um, lot like Harry's and that it... No. Because, guys, it's like every three days I need a haircut. That's true. Your hair grows it's really wild. fast. But it's very straight. Like they said, the hair, like the movie Harry, you know, the actor has yeah. two... His hair is a little bit too straight for the character. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be all over the place. All over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wild. I think your hair is just very... 
I just meant in terms of it like, growing. I feel like, you know, if I were living in, in the Vernon household, you know, oh, yeah, Petunia, I mean, get this boy a haircut <laughs> this week, right now. Every week, yeah. get him a haircut. I feel like that'd be it's me. true. And I'd love it, quite frankly. I love getting my hair cut. It's, yeah. it's actually, it's like a relaxing. No, it's a nice, fresh feeling after. Too. I actually wonder if Harry enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Well, again, it was Petunia doing it, so I never yeah. mind. Yeah. I guess not. She was probably not very nice about no, it. No, no. Because, you know, there's just, you know, people, you get the like, I don't know. I used to go to a barber shop. Mm. and they actually would full-on, even as a kid, like, I had no facial hair and, you know, yeah. neck hair to, like, shave or whatever. <laughs> Sweetie, they would take out a straight blade razor, and the back, you know, where you're, like, where, where your hair is kind of coming down on your neck or whatever, I was at a barbershop, and they would just use that, and I got so brave. I mean, when I was really little, obviously, they didn't do it, but, like, yeah. as I got older and stuff, like, the barber asked, and this is the one over um, Jerry's Barbershop that we <laughs> always pass, right? And he would pull that out. They'd yeah. get the shaving cream out. It was nice and warm on your neck, and they okay. would pu- put it all over, and then he would use that and just gently, it yeah. didn't hurt at all, and just would kind of like shape up the cool. back of your neck it felt so good it <laughs> smelled so good that's why i said that sh- that soap upstairs mm-hmm. smells like that barbersol kind of like shaving cream and it's, it's so good it's so interesting you have a totally different experience at the barbershop than I, or you know like hairdresser than i do because you know yeah. i was always had long hair and what i loved is when because my hair gets cut wet so they yeah. wash it and then they cut it because it's just easier right um to line it up and everything and it's just so nice when you get your hair washed. Oh yeah, so so for <laughs> they me, they give you sometimes give you a little head massage. And yeah, for for, for guys, awesome. it's a little different. Like again, they on the sides they do it dry, but mm-hmm. when you want to cut the top, you want to mm-hmm. do some finger length or something. Like they'll spray it and stuff. Oh, so okay. if anyone's a hairdresser and like, cool. is this, we love you. By the way, I I, I love people who can yeah, do hair. Yeah, shout out to can... my cousin and her husband. Yeah, They're right. Awesome. It's so it's so cool, and it's such a <laughs> it's such a skill, and you feel so good when you get. I mean, I do anyways. Yeah. Like when I get a haircut. And uh, it's the angles matter. So, yeah. sorry. Just a quick little shout out to, to people who do that because <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. But I, my hair grows like crazy. Yeah. So I, I felt like Carrie there. I'm like, I'm going to trim it up. And, yeah. You know, That's so. cool. Yeah. Love it. Anyway, random connection. Okay. That was it, right? That's the that's the chapter. Yeah. That's unfortunately the end of the chapter for Harry. He's Let's just get to Hogwarts. And, um... Yeah, it's depressing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not good. Let's just get through yeah. this next chapter and let's go. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're on the verge of some really cool. Me too. I can't wait. It's like the first chapter is awesome. Then you get to this one, you're like, ugh. And then you're like, all right, something good has got to be happening for this kid because it's real bad right now. I can't wait for uh, Diagon Alley and everything. And yeah. Eating Hagrid. And uh, it's just so cool. But yeah. also, it's interesting to just, like you said, make it through those chapters and and talk a little bit about stuff we never really talked about and touched in. And, and it's cool to go back as an adult and read it that way. Like from yes, that perspective sure. yeah. of, yeah. you know, thinking about a family and, you know, like now it's more like instead of, okay, I'm that little kid, even though I can remember as a kid, I was like, you know, I, I, I kind of identified with Harry and, you know, like you're kind of in your own world and stuff. Sure. And, yeah. Um, but now you kind of think about it as like, oh, that poor hair, as a almost like a motherly feeling of, yeah. Gosh, give that little boy some love. <laughs> I know, I know. But I, but yeah. like you said though, I I often think of my niece too. So she loves yeah. just doing her own thing. Yeah, true. She loves just imagining stuff upstairs with and her I, stuff. Yeah, and we love watching her. Yeah, like getting so. it. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Time to. Oh. Time to move into the. Advice of the week. Exactly. What do you got for us there, sweetie? 
So today I was, oh, I just want to talk about something. I, um, I read this quote before, but it stuck out to me yesterday when I looked at a book about creativity and, um, how visual storytelling works and all that stuff. And, um, they mentioned the beginning of the book, like the foreword, they mentioned this quote and I, it really stuck out to me and it goes like, I know it's another quote, but we'll grow from there. I've learned that people will forget what you said, forget what you did, but remember how you made them feel. And I think that's so true. We sometimes can't remember. I know like through words, through actions, we make somebody, we can make somebody feel a certain way, but we won't really remember the exact, like, how did it go? Um, It's more like the feeling they evoked in us. And I think the Dursleys definitely made Harry feel awful. And it's, like we said, it's almost a wonder that he isn't completely depressed as a kid. Yeah. Um, and I know it's like an advice. Um, so I wanted to make the connection here just to being a teacher. And even like, even if your profession isn't being a teacher, but also being a parent or just in general and supervisor, right? You know, yeah. Um, it's often counts more how you make a student feel like in university we actually discussed it that one of the best ways to help students learn and like kind of rewire brain cells is through evoking feelings and emotions that's why um we're advised to make connections to their personal interests their life their environment what you know what um kind of is going on in their life Mm -hmm. like Yeah. yeah to make a personal connection and evoke those feelings and yeah, I, I guess I just want to point that out and, and, and just, you know, think about how you make people feel in your life. Um, yeah. You want to say something? No, I just, that I totally agree that, that, yeah. that it's one of those things that when, think about new learning and when you really had a moment where, where you learned something new or you got, um, uh, you made great progress or, or strides or whatever, Normally, you got excited about it. You were into it. Um, a teacher fired you up over it, or you found some some motivation. You said, "I really like this thing," and then you kind of dive into it. And there's a feeling that's associated that uh, you have a feeling with that new content or that material or that mm-hmm. experience that is really good. Yeah. So, again, as you say, it's not that your actions or your words don't matter. It's just I think yeah. sometimes we hyper focus on every little word. We want to get everything right. And uh, honestly, the more podcasting I've done, I'm like, gosh, I, I, I say so many things that people will like will quote me on in other projects and say something, as you said this, this one time or whatever. But like you look at the body of work uh, uh, that people, and I think we need to do this more in the day and age that we live in, is look at what people are trying to, uh, the, the positivity or the spirit that they're trying to put out right. over the course of their life or, yep. or in general. like Because that's really what, what matters. Mm-hmm. We're going to misspeak. We're going to say things we, uh, right. whatever. But if, if as long as we're making that, that feeling is is good yeah. because sometimes too i've been thrown off that like what i've said and what i've done i don't feel like should invoke this feeling in somebody yes right? but when i hear about it again if, if you make it known that this is how you made me feel really you know because yeah. I, I i didn't see that i didn't get that and you give the you give a person to say that's not at all i i, I don't think that my mm. actions feelings words should sort of in like create that type of yeah. feeling but yeah. now that you brought it to my attention i'll be more conscious of it going forward and it's something that i can i can kind of think about you know mm-hmm. so that's it's, it's sort of important to kind of share that and think about it because right i have kids who i'm just trying to be a solid teacher right and make sure that they have their homework done and do different different things but like right 
it's the way you go about it. It could be your tone. It could be a lot of different things. Uh, so, but yeah, overall, it's that feeling. Years mm-hmm. later, when they leave Mr. Kirk or when they uh, worked with you for several years in a job or your friends, how do you make them feel at, at the yeah. end of the day? Do, do you leave them in a, in a more positive state or are they more negative and drained? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's something yeah. to kind of think about in terms of even your, your relationships and who you want to kind of, your circle, mm-hmm. your what circle you of put people. Out there. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, also, yeah, we can't forget, like, sometimes it's just, a lot of times it's just beyond our control. Like, like you said, sometimes you, you never would have thought this kind of action or, or comment would evoke that kind of feeling in someone. Yeah. And it's, that's important that we communicate um, at that point. But like, sometimes despite all good efforts, we don't even have any power over their, the other person's interpretation, right? And what I like yeah. about Harry here is, like like we said, they make him feel awful, but his reaction to it yeah. is golden, I think. Like, because he doesn't, like we said, he always says he hates it, but he he doesn't... He doesn't let it to, like, um, skew kind yeah, of who he, he is as a person, back. too. Like, he's... Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I, I, there, there probably is still person. a lot of stuff that he doesn't say that's going oh, yeah. on or whatever, but at the same time, we don't really see him... Um, embrace their words and actions and stuff and make that a, a, yeah. a part of who is like his being right because we worry about his self-concept and his self-esteem and all that sort of stuff or whatever mm-hmm. uh and thankfully you know he's able to kind of persevere through that or whatever because it could have been a lot worse and it could have right. been you know far far more uh detrimental but yeah it's like it's it is it is sort of important to kind of reflect and, and think about um our yeah, the feeling that we're kind of invoking in people. I mean, here's the thing. Earlier, I said the word I was mentioning spiders, and I probably made somebody feel scared. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like, it's like didn't mean yeah. to. I'm just trying to be kind of uh, funny about it. But no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, you know, you know, the, you guys get the point. It's just like um, it's it's important to kind of think about, I guess, those things and put out good feels. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. All right. I um, think that's yeah. it. Right today right before the end um i want to actually read some owl post oh let's go what was that <laughs> was that an <laughs> owl <laughs> it's supposed to be an owl yes. <laughs> i mean there are all kinds of owls so yeah that's our owl okay okay um and we got um our first you know longer email from one of our first patreons brian thank you so so much and um, it just makes our hearts happy that you enjoy the podcast. And um, yeah, you're kind of sharing your, um, I would say, even Potter story with us. And I just want to share bits and pieces on the podcast um, from Brian. Hey, guys, I gathered from what you said in the latest episode that you two live in Ohio. I grew up in Ohio, uh, though now I'm in Virginia. That's cool. Like, he, that's so cool. Like. To hear that people are from Ohio, too. And that's actually the point that kind of brought me, you know, like, that's why we kind of got together because I heard you're from yeah, you're, Ohio and I spent like a whole high school year in Ohio. And that, that of was all like, the places you, you, you could have been, you, you connection came to already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. So that's awesome. Um, and he's yeah, from, he's, he's from Xenia. Xenia, yeah, yeah, yeah near which Dayton. He says it's famous for the world's largest tornado, um, April 3rd, 1974. And he saw it and it was insane. They had 21 windows blown out their house, but it remained intact. Okay, on to Harry. (laughs) 
you asked listeners to share about their engagement with chapter one. I actually love this memory. I've always loved to read and I heard um, a little bit about Harry Potter, but never read the first book for whatever reason. A lot of people say that it's just because I feel like everyone reads it and it's almost like a, yeah, like you don't want to... I don't know, you, you don't want to jump on the wagon just to say, oh, yeah, you know, I've read it too. Right, yeah. Um, I remember being in a bookstore and seeing a copy of the just-released Chamber of Secrets. I read The Fly Leaf, which uh, said something like, Harry Potter is back for his second year at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. I remember thinking, oh, right, there was some buzz about the Harry Potter book and kept on looking for a good book to read. A friend from work gave me a paperback copy of Sorcerer's Stone saying, it's really good and I think you would like it. Um, it sat on my shelf unread for I can't recall how long. At some point, I picked it up and started reading. By the end of chapter one, <laughs> I was a Potterhead, which is cool to think about because chapter one, like we said, it's something to... We're not at Hogwarts yet. Right, but it, it creates that, that magic, yeah. you know? It the, really does. Yes, it's like, and wait, especially like Dumbledore. And, yeah. yeah, and he yeah. will talk about it. Um, so he just didn't know it yet. Uh, but here's the real chapter one engagement. I knew nothing about Harry Potter except that it involved wizards and whatnot. I started reading with a completely blank slate. I was intrigued with uh, Vernon Dursley's experience at the beginning of chapter one. Something behind the scenes was clearly going on. Um, but like Vernon, I was completely clueless about what it was. And there was this bizarre cat acting very in cat-like. Yeah. Then the Dursleys went to bed. Next thing I knew, the strange old man materializes onto mm. Privet Drive. He takes something out of his pocket and sucks up all the streetlights. He then encounters the cat, whom he calls by name. My mind is racing. Is he a good guy? Is he evil? Mm. I have no idea. Is the cat there to stop his evil plans? Whoa. Or is he there to stop the cat's evil plans? Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know, but now I must keep reading because I'm already in love with this story, and I have to know. Well, now I do know, and I love this incredibly complex and fascinating story more deeply than anything else I've ever read, including Narnia and Loader, Lord of the Rings, mm -hmm. both of which I've read about 10 times and love above all except Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. So that is how it started for me. Each of us have a different story of uh, how we found and fell in love with the boy who lived. The power of Harry's story, as I see it, is that in many ways it is our story, a very human story that pulls on the best parts of us, and also exposes the small and mean parts of us as we see our own weaknesses in the failures of many of the characters. But I think rolling through Harry shows us that even with our faults, we can choose love, goodness, and friendship over hate, anger, mm. and compromise. Yep. I think that in our, uh, sorry, I think that in your podcast, which is our podcast, it's all of our podcasts, mm -hmm. um, you two share that same message, being positive and seeking kindness and the good is stronger than meanness and negativity. So in many ways, your podcast is very Harry-like, whether you see that or not. Mm -hmm. So uh, well done, you two, and Buckeyes forever. Let's go. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is really cool, Brian. I, I, I appreciate that. That's, that's, uh, that's neat. I mean, that is really kind of... Um, it's a cool story, you know, and it's it's cool mm -hmm. to the connection to Ohio and then the connection to the, like the series. I mean, I also was somebody who I think I've mentioned this, like I wasn't necessarily allowed to mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. read Harry yeah. Potter right away. There was this buzz. I wanted to mm-hmm. kind of get to it. I wanted to read it. And, you know, because I've read um, Lord of the Rings, and yeah. I enjoyed it. I love The Hobbit. I, I love it. But I'm not going to lie to you. I go back, and I people on my Potter or my um, my Lord of the Rings podcast will be like, what? <laughs> but I have read Harry Potter more, yeah, way more mm-hmm. than I have read Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Because there's an intricacy. There's, there's uh, I don't know, there's something so... It, it doesn't feel super far and distant yeah. away. You know, like even Star Wars, it feels like it's a galaxy far, far uh-huh. away. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's a long, long time ago. Uh, and then Lord of the Rings, it's Middle Earth. It's somewhere different. Like the, yeah. the, the brilliance of this is that it's mixed in with our yes. world. It's happening you start in our around world, us. Actually. Yeah. yeah, like all around us, it's actually happening. And there's a very thin, uh, I don't know, there's, there's a good blend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like it's that far-fetched. Yeah. But yet it's super magical. <laughs> right. You're like, whoa. Uh, and, yeah. I, and I think also the language is more accessible, but yet still yeah. like very yeah, descriptive. And, and I love like descriptions like, you know, Petunia's face, almost like she bit into a lemon right, or something. Right. Like I love that kind of stuff, but it's still not like. Well, there's a whole school of characters, right? There's a yeah. whole, a whole, a whole um, staff and professors. And there's people that, that work in the towns and Tom at the right. Leaky, Leaky Cauldron, the Ministry of Magic. I mean, it is way more than i think people realize in terms of like a like like a a cast of characters right Mm -hmm. and it's what's so beautiful about it i guess it's just there's so many people to connect to to kind of like and and uh yeah Mm -hmm. it had different houses i mean we're all kind of i know that's so cool (laughs) people love it it's a there's just a genius to it and i i think it's it's so cool that's why we want more of it we want to play the game we, we, we want to reread the books we want to mm-hmm. watch the movies this morning we woke up before recording and we just we started playing the soundtrack as we yeah. as we ate uh breakfast and went and did some errands and stuff awesome. it's just it's a part of our life and like mm-hmm. honest honest to wizard god <laughs> i love sort of like seeing people's stories we want to follow you guys back on social media um j- just like you're yeah. going about your normal day right you're picking up your coffee uh on the way to work or, or doing whatever and there is still it's a nice way to kind of just like go through your normal muggle life which you kind of have to get into and then really think about something that is magical and kind of have a magical moment in your normal day share that we like that and we do that all the time we we, we try to find magical moments and it just feels like we're a part of this of this world and it's it's uh it's great so yeah, yeah. and it, thank you so much for um uh, writing in Brian, like your story is so cool that you describe in detail how you felt, how the book first time you read it make you, you know, sometimes it's like, um, there's different stories. Some people are like, yeah, I've never, a lot of people actually say, I've never picked it up until a certain point in my life. And then they're like hooked. And some people don't read it until they're 50 years old and they're hooked. And, oh, and their so grandkids, true. um, they told them to read it because it's so awesome. I love that. I love that too. Whenever yeah. the point, w- the point in your life comes and you're like, now I'm ready for the story. I, did we follow somebody on TikTok or a short or somewhere where like they were handing their grandmother more of the like like my grandma wants book three or book four. I feel like I followed someone. I, I saw something where this uh, <laughs> grandmother was like, oh, boy. Yeah. You know, like they were like asking their granddaughter, can you get me the next book? That's so cool. And then they I didn't get that. it. To, they're on like book four. Like, don't worry, sweetie. We got them at the store. Like they're on to book five. And it's just like, yeah, that's it's such a cool thing because it's it's an intoxicating read. You know, it's just a really it is. Yeah, uh, it's just a really fun experience. So um, also, thank you, Brian. Yeah, for um. You know, just your appreciative tone and and 
that you feel like, yeah, we're, we're trying to get out or put out um, this positive vibe and, and try to build a community. So yeah, thanks so much, Danke schön, yeah. for your owl. Yes. Oh, boy. All right, cool. And again, friends, if you want to, uh, as Lottie said at the top show, you know, if you have a thought on the chapter, upcoming chapter, you know, four or five, if there's something that you're like, I've never heard another podcast or book group or YouTube or whatever <laughs> talk about this thing and you want it shared, you want it featured, we'll, we'll plug your social media, we'll, yeah. we'll share your thoughts. Just just make sure you note that, hey, I'd love for you guys to share this on the, on, on the podcast and we'll do our very right. best to kind of, you know, get it out there and, and read it first and then and then share it because we just we do enjoy that we enjoy kind of connecting with you guys and we want you to be able to kind of uh, as Lottie said it's 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 our podcast being yeah. yours as well and, and everyone so it's a safe place for everybody and it's just a lot of fun all right sweetie I think that's it right mm-hmm. I think we're going to jump into our uh, our extendable ear edition we're going to talk mm-hmm. about Mrs. Fig continue the conversation yeah, and then I'm as, excited. as we said what well, we're gonna be dropping these on Friday for the first couple here but then we're gonna do kind of a short week one week where we kind of switch it to Wednesdays because we like that idea it gives mm-hmm. us time to kind of edit and uh, record and all that kind of stuff so like sort right. of a midweek drop for people but yeah all right friends well hey with that uh thanks for uh for tuning in to shell cottage radio 94.7 cozy we hope you'll join us in the future we do thoroughly enjoy meeting new positive potter people that don't behave like babbling bumbling bands of baboons Baboons. if you don't want to miss the next episode then be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review and follow on social media at fleur and bill Next time, we're going to talk about chapter three of Harry Potter in the Philosopher's Stone, The Letters from No One. So don't miss out on next week's episode. Thanks again for joining Blur's Book Club in their shell cottage today. We know it's not much, but it's home. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.